This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wolverine 24-7 podcast, your audio source for all things Michigan football, basketball, and recruiting. I'm your host, Zach Shaw. Steve Lorenz here with me. Well, Steve, we've got some news to talk about. This was stuff that we'd been kind of, I don't know, just waiting for it to happen. I, I think I don't think we ever fully knew 100% that it was going to happen, but I think pretty much you and, and me and, and pretty much everybody in the media and probably the, the readers and the fans were expecting this at some point. Some details are surprising. We'll talk about it, but Jim Harbaugh has signed a four-year extension with the Michigan football team. So I say four-year extension. It is a five-year contract, but my understanding of what Ward Manuel sent the memorandum of understanding is that the first of the five years starts on Monday. Um, so it's restructuring his final year and then adding four years on top. Huge pay cut, huge pay cut. He was set to make more than $8 million next year um, before incentives. Now he is set to make $4 million before incentives. Now the incentives have been increased to the point where he can make almost $4 million in incentives uh, but he does have to do a lot to get there. I mean, this is no, there's no more um, consolation prize incentives. I don't know exactly how many Jim had, but you see some of these contracts, it's stuff for like making a bowl game or, um, you know, winning eight games in a season. Uh, none of that. I mean, he has the APR one, which is small. He has, but then everything else is win the division, win the big 10, make a college football playoff, win the college football playoff win Big Ten or National Coach of the Year. I mean, there's really no... It's kind of an all-or-nothing contract. And $4 million, I think, puts him, what, 10th in the Big Ten? I, that's off the top of my head. Uh, it might even be lower, but it's it's outside the top 25. He's no longer one of the top 25 highest-paid coaches. Crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it, but jumping right into the discussion... Well, let's let's start with the big one. Did, is was this the best move for Michigan to make? Because there was the option of getting firing Harbaugh and hiring somebody new. There was the option of maybe keeping higher money uh, or keeping Harbaugh's salary a little bit higher. Your thoughts on on Michigan offering this? We'll talk about Harbaugh accepting it in a moment. But was this the best decision and best path for Michigan to take? Yeah, I think so. You know, it's like that top 25, that's kind of eye-opening, really. Because I don't, I mean, say what you want. There's no way, in my opinion, that he's not one of the top 25 coaches in college football, right? So by that logic alone, I think Michigan, on Michigan's end, I mean, they're four million all- flat. Sorry, don't mean to interrupt. Four million oh. flat ties for thirty second wow. in the country. So well, I guess there's there's some contracts that'll shift and some things that'll change, but um, 
but yeah, it's, it's, I think it's going to be outside the top 30. I, I will throw this in there for, for your answer, Steve. He was overpaid before. And so I guess you could levy this by saying, well, he, you know, over the course of nine years, would he theoretically be paid appropriately? Things like that. I mean, sure. can we say that like maybe overpaid from a, not from his market value. He was, was paid. Gonna, I was going to say like, there's a, there's a, there's a difference there because you can argue he was overpaid as far as what Michigan was doing on the field, but the amount of money that he, that Michigan, I'm sure has the football program generated upon his arrival and probably the three ish. I'm, I'm still of the belief the boosters paid his salary within a month of him being hired. Right. Just in how excited they were. And if, if Michigan didn't pay him an NFL team was going to pay him. Uh, And so, yeah, I agree. I don't think he was like, I don't think he fleeced Michigan. I mean, they paid him what he was worth. It's not his fault that that's what he was worth. I mean, it's to his credit, really. But (laughs) I'm sorry, but (laughs) I should be worth less. But well, I guess I didn't mean to say like Michigan's like you were overpaid. Now you're going to get underpaid. It was more like, hey, we overextended financially. It's a time we're trying to cut back. You have made a great deal of money in your coaching career. Let's get you on a salary where you can earn a lot in incentives, but maybe you're paid. But you're right. I I I thought this was going to be five million, you know, kind of right in the neighborhood of Mel Tucker, of of Ryan Day, who I assume is going to get a nice raise ASAP, but kind of the other upper half Big Ten coaches, they're all making around five million a year. Four million and literally just cutting his salary in half, that's um well, I don't think I would say yes to my salary being cut in half. I'm not paid quite as much as as Jim is, but it it does say something that that's I mean, we're talking about a literal fifty percent reduction. I don't know if we've ever heard of that in the coaching ranks. Right. And I I think like like he's making some sacrifice on his end. Like there's zero doubt about it. Right. And I know there's we talked before we got on about the low buyout, which is kind of the flip side of the coin as far as it is easier for Michigan to let him go or for there to be a change made if things don't work out next year or the mm-hmm. year after or whatever. But there's that's still some because I'm, I'm sorry, I, I truly do believe if he had put enough feelers out in the NFL that he would have found one like one of the open jobs would have come his way. You notice that his name was never mentioned for any interviews unfathomable that he would not have actually been interviewed for one, at least interviewed for one of these openings. If, if he had been interested in doing so, I have a no, I have zero belief that he's what been blackballed from the NFL would, would not. You see some of these guys in the NFL, they get second and third chances at head coach. I mean, you're talking about a guy who won three straight NFC or uh, went to three straight NFC championship games I believe he had the fourth highest winning percentage in yeah, NFL it's, history. Yeah, it's up there. Yeah, of, of fifty games minimum, which fifty games—that's what three or four, like four seasons, almost three or four seasons worth of games. Which he coached more than that, but still, point made. Ironically, he was his winning percentage in the NFL was the exact same as right. it has been at Michigan, forty-nine right. and twenty-two. I think he had a tie in there. Sure. So, sorry, but. I really 1000% believe that at the very least he could have interviewed for one of these open positions. If 
the NFL was where he personally like really, really wanted to be. I'm not saying that if the right NFL, if, you know, I don't know, maybe people maybe get what I'm saying, but sacrifice made on, on his end for sure. I mean, this, you can't from Michigan's end. I mean, this is, it's a best case scenario, you know, you're, so is it, I, I, mean, I, I mean, I think it is in the idea that because it, it lessens their, the, the financials of it lessen their long-term commitment to him if it doesn't work out and they're, and they were able to, you know, and it's an incentive laden contract to the point where if they do, if he hits on most or all of his incentives, then Michigan's going to be right. You know, generating that massive amount of money that they were when he first got hired, you know? And so I think I do though. I really do. I mean, more, you know, the more you kind of survey the scene and stuff, I mean, maybe Matt Campbell, but even then I, it's like, I just, I, I was kind of on the be careful what you wish for type deal uh, as far as like trying to make a coaching change at this point. And uh, that, I guess that's kind of where I've kind of marked my, you know, drawn my line a little bit. I, I think this is the right thing for Michigan. I think it's the right thing to bring him back and, and give it another go. Um, you know, and no, now on Michigan's end, there's really, it's, it is, it's, it's, if this does it, if it goes awry, it's very easy for them to, to move on. Yeah. I, I'm maybe it's the natural contrarian in me. I, I'm not quite as like certain as you are. Cause I, I think there was a situation where you hire Matt Campbell, you have a fresh start. You probably don't lose as many recruits. Cause I think that's the one thing that is the, to me, maybe I'm overstating it, but to me, the wrench in this is, Coaching changes are tricky now. I mean, you can't... It's it's harder to make a firing that is controversial, like a non-obvious one. Like like some teams, they know their coach is going to get fired. They, they don't, they're done with him too, just as much as the fans are. Um, I don't think Jim ever got to that point. I, I think if Jim had been fired or moved on or let go, I think you would have seen a lot of players enter the transfer portal and kind of look around and especially if it was, if it looked like Michigan was going to have to like kind of hit the reset button, have a rebuilding year, a year zero. Uh, I think you would have seen a lot of players. I mean, you, I'm not going to name names, but you could probably look at like half the starting lineup and think, well, wouldn't they rather go play for a school that's got the wheels in motion already instead of having to do a rebuilding job. And so I I'm with you. I think, I think it is a be careful what you wish for. Um, for that reason. And then also because the Michigan job is different succeeding at an Iowa state or a Cincinnati, or I can't remember who the third candidate everyone really liked was from. Um, but succeeding at those schools is different than it is at Michigan. So you, you just don't know. Um, I mean, like does Texas, Steve Sarkeesian getting hired at Texas really get you that excited if you're a Texas fan? I mean, I, I just and if you're a Texas player, yeah. I mean, it's I was dude. Bama recruits like Bama's offensive unit just won like literally every national award. Last. I mm-hmm. think they almost swept the national awards. Najee Harris won running back. Devonte Smith won receiver and player of the year. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, they won the center, the offensive lineman, the receiver, yeah. running back, quarterback awards. Anyway, little little different, but I think I think especially with the transfer portal being as open as it as it is now, really as of, as of like what three weeks ago, I think it does change how you approach these things. Plus the financial side of things. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't I don't mean to get ahead of ourselves, but suppose Michigan did poorly next year and fired Harbaugh with this restructured contract. It would literally be cheaper to pay him a year, get rid of him and hire. Cause I, I think a lot of the coaching candidates that Michigan fans really like, I mean, I guess the NFL could come calling. I'm not ruling it out, but it kind of sounds like they're all going to be at the same schools next year. You know, it's not like, I mean, and, and again, I say this understanding I could be, end up with an egg on my face in a week, but it's not like Matt Campbell is definitely gone from Iowa state. And I haven't heard Luke fickle attached to any jobs so far. Um, you know, some of the other big schools, South Carolina, Auburn, Texas, they all have already made their hires. And so, um, in, in a lot of ways it makes financial sense too. So I, I think there was, I, I still think Michigan needs a, a, a spark. And I don't think this provided it. Um, you know, I think there's, there's, we we've joked, I don't know if we joked on air or before the show, but we've joked in the past that no matter what Michigan did, 50% of the fan base was going to be really mad about it. Right. That's uh, where things are kind of at though, right now. I don't think there's, it's nothing like really like super wrong with that either. Right. I mean, it's just, they're kind of at a, they're in between. Over. Yeah, it is. It really, it is. It's like being stuck in the void, kind of, you know. And, and so my thing is a, and and there'll be. I'll provide some evidence. I'll I'll reach out to some of these schools. But I'll, time and again, it's proven a non-consensus unless there is like a perfect target, like someone that you. I mean, well, maybe Matt Campbell is it, but a non-consensus hiring coupled with a restructuring of the contract to make it really affordable to try again next year probably is better than a non-consensus firing that causes your program to have to reset. I mean, you look at the schools and granted, but like, you know, Michigan, I guess they're in this boat too. Texas, Nebraska, Tennessee. Uh, there's, there's probably a few more. They are making objectively good hires, hires that like look really good on paper and they just don't work. And that one suggests that maybe people overstate how big of a role impact the head coach has, but two maybe speaks to constantly resetting the coaching staff, constantly resetting everything might not actually work. I mean, I, I understand there are some cases, there are some schools that like, well, I mean, I guess Alabama, they were kind of cycling through coaches and then they found one that, <laughs> best coach in history. Um, but yeah, it's just, I, I kind of, I'm with you on that regard. I, I, I do think Matt Campbell was a very good fit to the point where I kind of wonder, I think, I think there's, there's an argument to be made. Both decisions could have worked, but I didn't know they were going to get Harbaugh this cheap either. Um, and that's, that's what I mean. I mean, it's yeah. like, it's, it's like, you, like, again, I just can't, like I mean, you can you can go pay a defensive coordinator three million bucks if you want. 
Right. And it would still be cheaper in terms of your, if you're the Michigan athletics department, your coaching payroll, it would literally still be cheaper than what you were paying Harbaugh before. And they're not going to go pay a defensive coordinator three million bucks, but right. um, there's a lot you can do with four million dollars. And and I guess we'll see. I mean, you can't buy wins, but can you? I know they just redid the facility. Like, are there are there supplemental things you can do to help Michigan be successful that might be more valuable than continuing to um, pay Harbaugh right. the number four salary in the country? Right. Well, that's where you wonder if part of the negotiation was the lower salary was understood provided that money went towards, you know, going big with a, with more, with staff additions and the changes that are made what where, what direction are they going to go? Yeah. You know, um, have to think that was something. Right. I, involved, I, don't, right? I don't think there's any <laughs> doubt, you know, because there's definitely areas, you know, as we, it was finally able to go public today that like Ben McDaniels won't return. And, you know, like a, I don't know. With, with all due respect, though, he's like was was really a non-factor on the recruiting trail, and I think it's hard to kind of. It was hard to write that story. Not this is nothing against Ben. He's he, in interviews. He always seemed really smart, and he was really insightful and thoughtful with his answers. But I I struggled to write about his impact at Michigan. Yeah. I mean, and that's that might just be the nature of being a quarterback's coach when the head coach is also a quarterback. Um, and you have a separate passing game coordinator. But yeah, I, I, I back to the original point, you know, where does this money go? And maybe maybe this year Michigan pocket or saves it. I don't think I don't think the four million dollars was um, just for covid I, maybe it was, but I, I feel like there was, I don't think Jim took this and said, yeah, I'll, I'll cut my salary in half. No big deal. I think he said, that's fine, but I need this, this, and this to be successful. Um, so I'm very curious to see what they do. Next question, Steve, and, and you kind of teased it. The buyout got reduced. I mean, it's 4 million if they get rid of him now between now and well, I guess between January 11th and next January 11th, it's three million for the next year, two million the next year, one million the next year, and then the last year there's none. And for Jim Harbaugh to leave, say he left for the NFL, it's two million, one point five million, one million five hundred thousand. Really, really low numbers. I mean, I can pull up the database um, and see if I can find the buyout ranking, but that is. Well, honestly, four million is wow. It is not even in the top forty. Yeah, highest buyouts, and that's like with the, at the beginning of the extension. So, what did you make of that? What What does that say to you? I think it. I like. I kind of re, sort of repeat what I said, but just another way of illustrating when you say that it's not even in the top forty is. You know what? It's in between in the rankings. I can only admit what. You will never guess it. It I is won't. slightly lower than North Texas and wow. slightly higher than Louisiana Tech. Jeez. <laughs> See, so it's that's another. It's like we're Michigan financially. This was a you. I guess you can't ask for more from a financial standpoint from Ward Manual. Yes, I mean, maybe exactly. you know, in terms of like, was it the right decision? We're not going to know until probably a year from now. Well, I know how, fans, do, fans do, think they know already, but. 
Isn't it kind of weird though? Like it's, it's like, okay, well now you can't complain that he's being paid this amount of money. So. Where? And you know what? I, I think, I think it was like channel four had Braylon Edwards on and he said, he said a big sticking point for him was the salary. You know, he was tired of hearing about how much Jim Harbaugh is getting paid. And he was tired of hearing about they can't do this, can't do that financially because Jim's salary is so high. And he said, if Jim salary was, well, he said 2 million. He's like, I would have no complaints about the program. I was, I, I thought that was kind of a weird thing. I know Braylon um, has, has ruffled. Got some, feathers, got some opinions. Yeah. Well, and, and some, sometimes he's right. right. Sometimes like when he called Cesar Ruiz soft, uh, not correct, yeah, good but, yeah. um, but, but it, it is an interesting point. And Steve, I know, I know you're in the same boat as me when Michigan loses, I get like 20 people tweeting at me or calling, you know, back when we did the radio show, calling the radio show or on the message boards, like he's getting paid so much money and he's not producing. And they like wove it around. Like it was like evidence. Like it was the, the criminal shirt. He's like, Oh, look at this. Look at this salary. It's way too high. And it's like, well, okay, that's not relevant to the situation. Well, the, like he can't give the money back. Although I guess now he kind of is. Um, go ahead. It's just a weird, like, ah, it's like the, it's the, not the, your money. That's what Sorry. I, that's kind of, no, but that's kind of, that's like, that's what I'm saying is that's my thing too, is These like fans. It's not their money. It's the right. boosters who paid for it five years ago. Right. I, I just, that's where it's like, I feel like it's sort of just a crutch for people to lean on when they're, the team's not doing as well. And again, the, here's the in pro sports too. Right. My point is Michigan fans more than enough room to be gripe, to not be happy, to be dissatisfied with the state of the program or just to see where they've gotten under Harbaugh so far. I think they've been a lot closer than his detractors would believe. But I think at the same time, big picture wise, I, th- I think it's, I don't think you could argue otherwise at this point that it's been a relative disappointment. Yeah. That being said, the financial aspect is like the last thing. They are losing to Ohio state because Jim Harbaugh is getting paid too much. Right. They're not correlated. And like you said, and really most importantly, that money's not coming out of any of these people. Well, I don't know if any of the boosters are the ones calling in, but uh, (laughs) I I, I would, we had one that claimed he was, well, well. (laughs) but you know, otherwise, zero cents are coming out of the pocket of any of these other people that are complaining. So complain about the state of the program. Complain that you're upset about it. I, again, I, I, agree, I agree fully with those people, but I just the salary thing was always kind of a comical one to me because now it's like if, yeah, if they go nine and three or eight and four next year, well, hey, he's getting paid as the 32nd highest is the 32nd highest salary in the country. You know, he can't really can't really hold it against him that they finished the season ranked just outside the top 25, you know, because he's not making it. <laughs> well, but that's so. you're right. You're correct. Now, I think the counter argument there is, well, maybe Michigan should pay more to get a coach who won't produce that poor of a result. You know, like, I don't think fans, I think people oh, no, said the no. same thing with Juwan Howard's salary is like, okay, that's, if he if it works, it's a great deal. But if if all you're spending is two million, are you um, selling yourself short for what you can sure. get at Michigan? But I I generally agree. I mean, I think I think to me, I think Jim Harbaugh, whether he'll never admit it, and and Ward Manuel, I don't know as if he's as much in this boat. But I think they're both very big public perception people 
I think that's that's something that they has kind of caused them. Well, I mean, they didn't. A lot of schools negotiated contracts bef- during the pandemic. Michigan didn't want to touch it. You know, they didn't want to address it, and to the point where it really. I mean, I don't know if it actually hurt Michigan with recruits, but it hurt with them optically. Uh, you know, when broadcasters and national writers can kind of poke the bear. And I think um, to me, when I see this salary and when I see this, maybe not so much the bio, I'll talk about the bio in a moment, but when I see the salary, my first thought is, okay, I think Jim is sick of hearing about his salary being too high. You know, whether, whether it's directly addressed to him or it's just stuff he sees or hears, you know, around town or whatever. I think, I think he'd rather be paid less because he's made a ton of money in his career. I mean, money is not the driving force for him. It's at this point, it's, I mean, the money is just a matter of pride. I think he'd rather be, well, I, I jokingly tweeted out, you know, the Kanye lyric, would you rather be underpaid or overrated? I think he'd rather be not vilified for his salary. I think he'd rather, I mean, maybe not 4 million less, but I think he would rather just go to work and focus on his job than have another distraction, have another reason people are mad at him. Um, so I read it a little bit as that. As far as the low buyout, to me, and Steve, you're welcome to disagree, this comes off to me as this deal is kind of built with the idea of one more shot. Not that he would leave after next year no matter what, but the low buyout on both ends says to me that they they are fully aware they could be in this situation again next year. And and but but if they are, they're both in a better situation. Both Michigan and Jim are in a better situation for it. And so um and the reason I think that is because I before they started these contract negotiations, I almost a year ago at this point, I had kind of caught wind that there was gonna be a low buyout and the reason why was that Jim did not want to go and he didn't want to go, but like he was not going to keep coaching if he really couldn't get the team over the hump. I mean, he was not going to go into year nine, Oh, and eight against Ohio state, you know, <laughs> not ever making a playoff, not ever winning a big 10 division title even. Um, Cause he's a competitive guy. I mean, he, I mean, he, he would get into a fist fight with Ohio state if he could. And, and, you know, the way he played at Michigan, um, sometimes it kind of felt like he, that that's what it was. Right. But, um, you know, he's, he's a competitive guy. He, uh, and he loves Michigan. I think this salary suggests, well, I guess you could argue it suggests he, his market value has diminished and he doesn't have anywhere else to go. But I, I also think there's some element, I mean, he could have walked away and had, you know, Schefter tweet out, Oh, Michigan, lowballed him and offered him half his salary. And, and that would have been that. Um, no, he signed it. He said, let's do it. And so to me, I think there's a, I'm starting to get vibes that this next season is kind of, I mean, they're all put up or shut up seasons to an extent, but I think this is the one where if they go nine and three and they're still losing to Penn state, they're still losing to Wisconsin. In addition to Ohio state, you know, maybe they throw in a loss to Washington or, or whoever in there. I think both parties are going to be good just moving on. Um, and that's, 
that's kind of what they're setting themselves up for. I mean, that's why they didn't extend do an extension for so long. And I think that was something that was brewing before the 2020 season happened. And so that's that's what it is to me. Because yeah, if they if next year Michigan goes eight and four, maybe an ugly nine and three, and they're done, it would actually be cheaper to have paid Harbaugh for a year. Um and paid his new buyout instead of what it would be right now. Plus, you know, say it's Matt Campbell, his buyout would be a year lower. So, yeah, I kind of read it as, I mean, obviously a low buyout always means there's an exit strategy, but I kind of interpret it as they they think there's a chance for 2021 with all the returning starters, the, the you know, good recruiting class, um, you know, maybe tweak the defense enough, maybe hit a home run there. Um, portal. Yeah. Yeah. Hit the portal. I mean, go all in on 2021. And if it doesn't work then, then maybe it just isn't going to work. Right. And then you just move on. So, cause yeah, I, I think we were talking about right before we hit record that our, uh, our statement that this makes sense for Michigan is under the assumption that 2020 was a mulligan or a do-over year. I mean, not completely. It's not irrelevant. But I think if you're looking at what Harbaugh's value is, you're not saying, oh, he when he only had a two-win season. I mean, clearly, there were some exceptions to it with all the injuries, um, you know, the, the style of the season. I don't know if that makes any sense, but just, you know, yeah. you're playing. You don't get bye weeks. You don't get the tune-up games. Michigan was a younger team. They weren't, they weren't too young to be good or be better, but um, especially once they had the injuries started to add up. So I kind of read it as, and I, I think this has been brewing for a while, you know, 2021, I assume Justin Fields is gone from Ohio State. Granted, <laughs> they've got a couple five-star quarterbacks. <laughs> No, wouldn't that be wouldn't that be something? I'm gonna you know it, I'm gonna come. Back. It crossed my mind the way that like, they just, nothing they goes lose wrong a, in Columbus, man. Like they didn't lose a single player to the opt out when the season was canceled. Like on what planet does Wyatt Davis decide to return and play another year of college football? I just it's it's you know, and that's another so. area, not just Ohio State, but where you're a Michigan fan, and we talked about this before, but I don't even notice it lately, like Jahan Dotson coming back for Penn State. Ty Freifogel. Yeah, it's like the Michigan's like you got guys. Well, that okay, even hold little, on. Like Jay Chesson came back, Mason Cole came back, Chase Winovich came back, Aiden Hutchinson came back. Nope, doesn't matter. What do you mean doesn't matter? <laughs> oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I was just I was drowning out your counterpoint by just yelling. <laughs> nope, no. nope, nope. <laughs> but uh um, I say lately, though, it feels like I, it does feel like Michigan it does a little. I feel like this is I think basketball doesn't help because, sure. it, you know, Michigan's one of the few schools that has this in both sports where, yeah, they do seem to be on the other side of the fence. And I think with Michigan, it's not like your first team All-Americans that are going pro early. It's guys who felt like they were just hitting their stride or just, you know, starting to look really good that they go pro or or, or like you feel like they could if you're a Michigan fan, you feel like they could come back and have a really good season, like a camera grown. Um, they did get Amber. I mean, well, <laughs> ironically 
two big wins they had in the draft decisions last year, Nico Collins and Ambry Thomas ended up not even playing. So I can see where Michigan fans feel like it, it mounts, but, um, but anyway, my broader point was, I think 2021 is viewed as a, it's going to be an exceptional year or it's going to be a slightly easier separation between Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan football team. All right, we're going to pause and take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we're going to discuss whether Michigan and Jim Harbaugh are all in based on this reduced salary. This is the Wolverine 24-7 podcast. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thank you so much for waiting. Let's get back to it. Your thoughts on that? I mean, is that, am I I out of line for that? No, not out of line at all. And I think that's where the buyout number comes in as kind of take both, combine the, the actual salary number and the buyout number. And I can see where, you know, it can, it can set up for a situation like that. And I don't think there's, I don't think that's unreasonable on Michigan's end at this point. You know, I mean, that's we thought that we went into this year saying if they it's, it's year six. Harper, I don't think we would have said it was unreasonable either. Right. I think we both would have said, mm, careful what you wish for. But I think we would have also said Michigan needs a fresh start. They need a spark. And Jim Harbaugh had his chance. He had six years to develop a quarterback, six years to, you know, I forget Ohio state. I don't, I don't really care. The record of everyone against Ohio state doesn't look very good right now. Um, but they had a chance to, to elevate themselves as the number two team in the big 10. They haven't, they haven't been that, you know, I looked at, um, uh, the incentive program that Jim Harbaugh just agreed to. He would not have been making very much money under this. I mean, he would have had, Two $200,000 bonuses for making New Year's Six Bulls. I think he would have gotten the APR bonus every year. And that's it. And that's that's kind of hard to, to fathom. I mean, if we'd gone back in time and told 2015 us, yeah, no Big Ten Coach of the Year, no division title, no conference title, just two New Year's Six Bulls, no playoff, no, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy. And so 
I forgot where I was going with that. But basically, if, if they had fired him, I don't think anyone would have thought it was like outrageous. I think the big thing is people would have said, ah, they kind of had a system in place or they had some things rolling toward 2021. Was it premature? I don't think anyone would have said it was unjustified, though. I agree. I'm with you on that. I think we're on the same page there. So let me ask you this, because this was a reaction from, I would say, the people who wanted Harbaugh gone, like, already, is people are kind of, I don't know if they're, like, they're kind of dunking on Harbaugh and Michigan for, like, doing this, uh, this this 50% pay cut, and kind of saying, like, how bad must Harbaugh's process, I know you think, there was NFL prospects and I, I, I respect that. And I think you, you know, you're not, you're not making that up. That's based on an educated belief, I should say. Um, and, but I think a lot of people are kind of like, well, if he's taking a $4 million deal, like, like one, how little does Michigan, if if you think so little of Jim Harbaugh that you're paying him 50% what he used to be paid, how little do you think of him and how little, how low are your expectations for him? And then if you're Jim Harbaugh and your boss offers you a 50% pay cut, I mean, I think people kind of like vilify being amenable, especially on social media. You know, it's like if you're an agreeable person, you're almost like weak. But I guess there has been some some pushback on this and that this took a long time. Fans got frustrated. Harbaugh at least flirted with the NFL. I mean, that's been reported by several outlets. Um, and and yet here they are signing an agreement. And it, it kind of, I think people worry, like are, are Michigan and Harbaugh both backing into this? So I'm sure you've seen the different comments and the different columns that have been written. Um, is there anything to be worried about there? I mean, I know, Steve, if you agreed, even if you agreed to a 50% pay cut, you would not treat your job the same way you do now. No. Yeah, that's true. And so I guess what is, and I, I'm in the same boat. I wasn't saying you specifically, but right. no, um, no, no, most like anybody really. Yeah. Anybody. yeah. I mean, even if you say, sure, I'll do it. Like your first thought is I got to get another job like ASAP. So is there anything to be concerned about, about both Michigan and Harbaugh? Do you think they're both all in enough for this to, to actually work? Gosh, I can't imagine he wouldn't still be all in, though. That's the thing. That what a disaster this will end up being if that's the case, right? I mean, his career is on the line, and to an extent, it is, right? I mean, it, it's because that's the thing about staying on. You know, the NFL prospects potential. That's where it's kind of weird because if it doesn't work out again for Michigan, where are his prospects and the pros at that point? You know, you got to think it's it's diminishing year after year after year after year the longer you're away from the game um yeah well and right. i mean not to dig at him but i don't know what he's if it's not as a head coach like would anyone hire him as a coordinator like i i really just don't see him i, I see him as like a ceo not yeah, as a i can't see him taking x's and o's coach i can't see him taking any kind of assistant job i think he'd i think he'd stop coaching before he'd take like an assistant coaching gig. Honestly, this yeah. doesn't seem like it's his style, which is a weird thing to say, but you know, um, but no, I don't, I don't, 
I don't know. I mean, I got, yeah, I think that's where you just kind of have to have some belief that like, you know, you, you don't, you think they had some kind of discussion where, Hey, like, you know, I don't know. Like I to say that you would sign a deal, a four-year deal. And, and then our, one of our questions is, is are both sides all in? It's like, that's kind of a scary prospect. Um, if you're a listener, I would think, but yeah, it's understandable though. Cause it is, yeah, it is. That's a lot of money. Uh, granted, He's already made a lot of money. I don't, you know, money probably not like a big issue, but at the same time, it's it's even just the optics and the uh, perception, you know, regarding doing something like that. So, I don't think it's I don't think it's a problem. Instinct tells me it's not a problem. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm in between. I'm going to be paying a lot of attention to how he talks about the job. And he's not someone who gives a lot of clues in press conferences, so maybe I'm wrong anyways. I just... The fact... Again, there's a lot of factors here, but the fact that he waited this long... Because if he was... I mean, I don't blame him for looking at the NFL, especially now that we know it was a 50% pay cut. But is he coming back with his tail between his legs and kind of mad at Michigan about it? Or has he been talked into, hey, this is actually going to, this can work. And that's, that's something I'm going to be paying a lot of attention to and how Michigan, not just Harbaugh, but how Michigan goes about things in the next month or so. Um, Cause yeah, yeah. If I got, if I, even if I agreed to a 50% pay cut, I'd be, I'd be bookmarking, you know, the job search sites. Right. And so it's, um, I'm very curious. I, I I think Michigan can be all in. I I don't think they're not going to like support him for this year. In terms of, I mean, I don't know what he would ask for in a year's time, but like in terms of assistant coaches, you know, getting getting the right guys on board. Like I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll be kind of. I don't think they're gonna be mad or breathing down Harbaugh's neck all year. I think they'll give him the space. I am curious about Harbaugh though. And I think I think fans are right to be curious about it. Now I unless you know him, you can't say he didn't like there is the other side of the coin. He's taking a pretty big sacrifice to continue being Michigan football's coach. Like you can't say he's not doing that. And and I think so there's it could be one of the uh, it could be both. It could be one or the other. I guess we're going to find out, right? And so it's um uh it, it's a very interesting situation. I I don't I can't pretend to be a expert on coaching salary history. I don't think I've ever seen anything like this. A 50% pay cut mid-tenure. You know, not like Mac, you know, not like coming back after a few years away from the game. Like literally same school, extended contract, cut the salary in half. And and Harbaugh is kind of an oddball. I could see him getting on board with it, but I also know he's a competitive person with pride. And I mean, money's money. Money talks. $4 million says a lot. So um, going to be very interesting to monitor. Check out all of our stories over at the michiganinsider.com, michigan.247sports.com going to have i mean we already have a a few stories including the full contract details 
Um, you know, we have, you know, stories on, on the reaction from recruits. We're going to continue to have more. We do expect assistant coaching changes. There's already been two in Don Brown and Ben McDaniels. I don't think that's the end of it. Plus they do have to hire somebody. So be sure to check out the Michigan insider.com Michigan.247sports.com for Steve Lorenz. I'm Zach Shaw. This has been the Wolverine 24 seven podcast. Hope you had fun. Hope you learned something. We'll see you next time. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.